Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Simplified Speech, the Culips series where you can learn English through fun, interesting, and easy to understand conversations between two native speakers. Today, I'm going to kick this episode off by myself. But in just a moment, I'll be joined by my co host Cassie, and we're going to talk about going to museums and art exhibitions in this episode. Now, this awesome topic was suggested to us by Gabriela, who is one of our listeners from Mar del Plata in Argentina. So, thanks so much for the episode suggestion, Gabriela. And guys, if you're like me and you've never been to Argentina before, Then do yourself a favor and Google the name of the city where Gabriela lives, Mar del Plata, because it looks like just this beautiful beachside city. And looking at some of the pictures online that I saw really gave me the travel bug quite hard. And these days, I would really love to get away and travel somewhere for a bit. And South America is on the top of my list. The problem is that it takes a lot of time and money to travel to South America from Asia, where I currently live. But if I only had unlimited time and unlimited money, then definitely I would be headed to South America. Anyway, if you have a suggestion for an upcoming topic that you'd like to hear me and my co host talk about in an upcoming episode, or if you have a suggestion for someone you'd like to hear me interview in an upcoming episode, Then please join our Discord server and let us know. Our Discord server is the best way for you to communicate with us and the whole Culips community, really. It's also a fantastic way to practice your English output and actually produce English through leaving comments, which is writing practice, or through voice messages and voice chat rooms, which gives you some speaking practice. Of course, you can do all of this for free. And to join the Discord server, you can just follow the link in the description for this episode. And we're looking forward to having you join us there. We'll get to the conversation about visiting museums and art exhibits in just a moment. But before we get to that, I do want to let you know that there's a helpful study guide for this episode. And in the guide, you'll find an interactive transcript, vocabulary explanations and examples, a quiz, And discussion prompts that you can use for speaking or writing practice. If you'd like to get the study guide, you do need to be a Culips member. And you can sign up and become a Culips member by visiting our website, culips.com, or by following the link in the description for this episode. As a Culips member, you'll not only get the study guide for this episode, but for all of our episodes, plus many other perks and benefits and bonuses. So, those include invitations to our monthly member only live streams, access to the Fluency Files series, ad free audio, plus special bonus content that we create just for our members. For example, for this episode, Cassie and I recorded some extra bonus content, and we're going to include it at the end of the member only ad free version for this episode. It's just a way that we can say thanks to our members for supporting us. 
And yeah, it's a fun extra for our members as well. So if you'd like to learn more and become a member, once again, just visit our website, qlips.com. I also want to share a great review, one of our listeners from Russia named Anglotherapy shared with us. And that's a super cool username. I love that name. Do you understand what that username means? Anglo is another way to say English. For example, in my country, Canada, we talk about Anglophones and Francophones. Anglophones are English speakers, and Francophones are native French speakers. Come to think of it, we also use a word that is allophones, and allophones refers to Canadians who are native speakers of a different language, neither English nor French. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. Let's get to the review. So Anglotherapy wrote, Hi, dear Andrew and amazing co-hosts. I started listening to your great podcast about a year ago on a regular basis and noticed quality changes in my vocabulary and speech and the speech of my students as well, since I'm an English teacher. Your talks cover real-life topics and ooze such a nice vibe and soft humor. I can't even. Thanks heaps for your outstanding work. Way to go. Thank you so much for that amazing review, Anglotherapy. And your English sounds great. I really love how you used that expression, I can't even. And for those of you who don't know, we can say, I can't even, when we want to convey a really strong emotional reaction to something. It's like we can't even express the feelings or the words that we are feeling. So we can just say, I can't even. And it just communicates that you have a really strong emotion about something. And I think in this case, Anglotherapy was expressing just how much they love Culips. So thanks again to Anglotherapy for that amazing review. And thanks to everyone who's been leaving us a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcast or whatever app you use to listen to Culips. These ratings and reviews are helpful for allowing other English learners from around the world to find us and connect with us and improve their English with us. And it also makes our community richer, right? By adding new people to the community. So please keep the reviews and ratings coming. Okay, and now it's finally time for the main event, my discussion with Cassie about visiting museums and galleries and exhibits. So here we go. I hope you enjoy it. So I just have a very broad general question here to kick things off. And I'm wondering, in general, do you like going to galleries or to see art exhibits? Honestly, I'm not a huge art exhibit goer. Is that a phrase? I think so. But I do enjoy going to special museum exhibits or things related to pop culture. For example, I love going to the Studio Ghibli exhibits. I think his animation style is just so beautiful and the way that he makes wind move inside his movies is spectacular. So I've been to his exhibit or Studio Ghibli's exhibit in Korea and Thailand already. And I've also been to a couple of, you know, Egyptian King Tut exhibits. I feel like that shows up a lot in the U.S. How about you, Andrew? I think in my time, I've seen a couple of Egyptian exhibits. Yeah, I believe when I was in Europe, maybe it was in Germany, 
I want to say. It's been a while. It was a long time ago, but I remember seeing some Egyptian artifacts when I was in one of the museums in Europe. But Cassie, in a more general sense, I like doing both of the things that I asked you about. I like going to art galleries and I also like going to museums or to see exhibits. I think it's a fun way to have an experience that's a little bit different. And I always find them really inspiring. Even just the buildings, in my opinion, are kind of inspiring. Like galleries are always really minimal and sleek and very focused on the art. And often the building itself is a work of art, right? A lot of galleries are very amazing pieces of architecture. And the same goes for museums as well. I love being in a museum. They kind of have that feeling of history. And you can't forget the gift store at the end. I always love the gift store as well, checking it out. Yes, getting a cool postcard. I love those little postcards with little replicas of the art on them. Yeah, totally. You got to buy a little piece of memorabilia, I suppose. Cassie, you said you don't like going to art galleries or art exhibits as much. Is there any particular reason for that? I didn't take a lot of traditional art classes in high school or university, so I don't think I'm very knowledgeable. I have this anxiety where I look at a piece of art and I wonder, am I too ignorant to understand this? How long should I stare at the art piece that's considered polite? When can I move on? You know what I mean? I know I'm supposed to be feeling some sort of emotion, but I don't. (laughs) So I'm more of a, yeah, pop culture gallerist. I like to go to not as many classic art places, but more pop art, animation, movies, that kind of thing. Yeah, fair enough. I think probably most people feel like that. Like, I know I feel like a poser when I go to galleries. I am a terrible artist myself, and I've only studied art very, very generally. I took an art history class, I think, in my first year or second year at university, and that's it. So I don't think that I'm really well-educated about art, but I still like looking at it. And over the years, I've come to just sort of try to throw that opinion out the window and just try to be like, oh, these are some cool paintings. And like, yeah, maybe I can't analyze it or criticize it the way that somebody who's really educated in art could. But to me, it's not about that. It's just about, you know, enjoying a different creative experience. So. Yeah, I do like going to galleries, but yeah, when you look at the painting and yeah, you try to analyze it or overanalyze it, I try not to get into that kind of frame of mind and just enjoy the image for what it is without breaking it down too much. One thing I do love about going to galleries or exhibits is that it's so different from what I do for my job. You know, I love being a math teacher, but I'm usually bogged down by quizzes and tests. Math isn't a super creative subject. You can totally be creative, but on the day-to-day high school curriculum level, it's pretty, you know, learn this standard, this rule, and apply it in this problem. But when you go to galleries or exhibits, you see pieces of work that are just so inspiring and you go wow somebody with their two hands created this or even their toes or body parts you know like there's just so many different styles and forms of expression for your feelings and your thoughts through art that I don't get to see on a day-to-day basis that's really well put Cassie I think you should be an art critic 
I completely agree with you. And like I mentioned just a moment ago, I'm really terrible at art. I can't draw or paint or do anything related to visual art very well. And so to see some individuals are so talented at that, and it's almost just like they have these images pouring out of them, right? Like they can't help but create the art. And especially if you go to an exhibit that is just focusing on one artist, like some of the ones that come to mind that I've been to within the last few years, I saw a Keith Haring exhibit and a David Hockney exhibit. And yeah, those were just focused only on the artist. So it wasn't just like one or two of their works, but like a hundred that you could see. And you just go, oh my gosh, like these guys just couldn't help but create art. It was just like something they did every day. And they just had these amazing creative work just flow out of them. And I find that really inspiring. And it's just amazing how some artists can just be so prolific. Now, Cassie, my wife often likes to take me to exhibits. It's something that we've done a lot together. And sometimes she takes me to hip exhibits. And what I mean by a hip exhibit is that it's gathering a lot of buzz and there are a lot of people that who want to go there and often they sell out. Like it's actually really amazing here in Korea where we live. I think there is a huge culture of going to galleries and going to exhibits. But one of the reasons why I think they're so hip is that people go there to be seen rather than to see the art itself. So I remember that we went to this one exhibit at this kind of smaller gallery, and I can't exactly remember the title of the exhibit, but it was something to do with folded paper art. And it wasn't origami, but it was made from paper and specifically folded paper. And it was really cool, but I was so angry at the gallery. <laughs> And I'm not one to lose my cool very often. Like I'm very chill, very level-headed most of the time. And don't get me wrong, at the gallery, it's not like I was yelling and screaming and kicking over tables or anything like that. I was still calm and rational. But inside, I was fuming. And that's because people were just taking selfies with the art. They weren't even looking at the art. They were just taking pictures and taking selfies and Instagramming the whole time. And yeah, it drove me nuts. So I'm wondering, do you have an opinion about that? What do you think about that kind of situation? I actually completely agree with you. And luckily, so does my husband. Neither of us are picture takers or social media users. So for example, there's a really famous ice cream pop-up museum gallery kind of thing where it has nothing related to ice cream. It's literally just different rooms of like, colorful pictures of melted ice cream or a pool of sprinkles and it's not artistic it's just a really cool backdrop for your instagram pictures but they ask you to pay 20 bucks a pop to get in and it boggles my mind and i see lines like out the door and around the corner to get into these places and i go why but there are some galleries or museums that are more picture-centered that I do like. For example, on Jeju Island, there was a really cool trick art museum that I went to, which is specifically for 
taking cool pictures, but that's not something I would go to often, just as a once and done thing and not for Instagram, for my actual enjoyment. And two, I think some digital art museums now are really cool and they're pretty popular as well with Instagrammers, but less popular because it's harder to take videos of those kind of things and make them look realistic. So yeah, ones that are these digital art galleries are, I think, gaining in popularity a lot these days, but they're not as crowded as some of the other Instagram famous galleries that you might see on social media. I should clarify my position a little bit because I maybe came across as sounding too old fashioned in my rant there a second ago. I have no problem with people taking pictures of art and putting it on Instagram or taking selfies in the gallery and putting it on Instagram. I think that's totally fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And I think actually if it gets people interested in art, then it's probably a good thing. But in that specific gallery, I couldn't even walk from one exhibit to the next because there were too many people taking pictures and I felt bad stepping in front of people's pictures and I was getting dirty looks for ruining people's photos and stuff. And it was just over the top of that one specific gallery. But other than that, yeah, it's totally fine, but just not for me, I guess. Yeah, I think we actually talked about that in our live stream one time, Andrew. We talked about the Louvre and how people go there and you can't even see the art because everyone's phones are just up in front of your face and it's impossible to look at the beautiful artwork that's been around for generations. You know, Cassie, it's funny that you just mentioned Jeju Island because I went there a couple of months ago and my wife told me that the hotel I was staying at in Jeju Island was close to this very famous gallery. And the funny thing was she told me that I should go to the gallery and take a selfie outside of the gallery because it's popular on Instagram. So instead of recommending going into the gallery to see the art, she just said, oh yeah, take a selfie with the exterior of that building because it's really hip and popular these days. I thought that was kind of ironic, but yeah, I guess at the end of the day, if it brings people into the world of art and gets them interested in attending galleries and checking out different creative works, I think, yeah, that's got to be a good thing. It also gives inspiration to people who maybe can't afford to go to those galleries. They can see it on social media and go, oh, maybe I can create something similar or using that idea, I can bounce it off my head and make something new and unique. Another kind of similar rant is at concerts. You know, <laughs> when people film with their phone at concerts, instead of just enjoying the music, I think, yeah, many people in my generation and older, we all have this similar rant. It's like, oh, come on. Can't you guys just enjoy the concert without filming it? But yeah, I guess I'm sounding like a dinosaur in this episode, Cassie. Maybe I should be the one in the museum. I'm sure our listeners would go <laughs> go see you in there. Cassie, here's a question for you. If you could be a curator, if you could curate your own art exhibit, what kind of theme or what kind of artist's works would you like to display? That's a good question. I know I said that I like galleries because they're not related to math. However, I think I would love to see a gallery that was inspired by math, like related to art or music, or maybe a gallery for lost women in 
history because, you know, in the past, there were so many women that contributed to math and science that were kind of overlooked or shadowed by a male figure back in the day. That would be really cool to see a gallery of that and go through it. That is an awesome answer. Wow. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. An exhibit about math or the women behind math and science who haven't been properly recognized in history. That is so cool. Yeah, I love that. I guess for me, I'm going to kind of steal your idea, Cassie, because you inspired me. I would love to curate an exhibit that has something to do with my passions. So I'm thinking about like music, maybe something to do with like instruments, maybe guitars or drums or stereos or maybe bikes. I'm interested in bikes. And I kind of saw an exhibit when I was in Scotland about the history of the bicycle. And it wasn't a huge exhibit, but I believe it was in Glasgow at maybe the Glasgow Museum. There was a pretty decent exhibit about bicycles. And it was so cool to see some of these like old bikes. And actually, I took some pictures of the exhibit. So I I broke my own rule. But Yeah, something to do with my passions, like about music or maybe bikes. That could be cool. I think I would curate that. It could be maybe part museum exhibit with like real examples of vintage instruments and bikes and then part art. So artwork that features bicycles or musical instruments, something like that. That is what I would curate, I think. That would be cool for an interactive part, too, where you could maybe try to make some music with bike parts or something. I don't know. It just came, popped into my head. Yeah, you could like put a drumstick on the bike wheel, and then when you pedal, the wheel thumps the drum, something like that. Cassie, final question here for you before we wrap up the regular part of this episode, and we will keep it going for a little bit longer for our members, but for just everyone here before we go to the members only content one final question and that is in movies you often see these kinds of people who are very inspired and want to be artists in the future and maybe they're like going to art school or something and these kinds of people go to art galleries and they sit with their sketchbook and they try and copy the art have you ever seen someone do that in real life i've seen it so often on TV and in the movies, but I don't think I've ever seen somebody do that in real life. Have you? Have you ever been to New York, Andrew? Yeah, I've been to New York. Ah, okay. Well, I've been to New York quite a few times, and every time I go, I see art students in the museums with their sketchbooks. I think it's part of an assignment for their classes. So yes, I have, in fact, seen it in action. Okay, that's cool. So it's not just something that people do in the movies, but they do it in real life as well. Maybe it's a New York thing. Maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah, maybe or more in the States. I'm not sure. But yeah, they're usually around early 20s. So college student age, the people I see the most doing their sketches. Huh. Okay. Well, next time I go to New York, I'm going to have to pay attention. And I think when I was in New York, I believe I went to the MoMA. Is the MoMA in New York? Yep. Yeah, I went there, but I didn't see anybody do that. And I also went to what is the the famous like natural history museum in New York City? Yeah, I think that's what it's called, isn't it? The New York Natural History Museum? <laughs> the one where you can see like all of the dioramas of animals and stuff. That one was awesome as well. Yeah, good memories from visiting New York and checking those out. 
Anyways, Cassie, it was fun to talk about this topic with you. And I think we will end this episode now for our regular version, but for our ad-free members only version, we're gonna keep our conversation going just a little bit longer. So if you are a member, please make sure that you are listening to us by logging into your Qloops account and listening to the ad-free version that you can find on the dashboard so that you don't miss any of your bonus content. And if you're not already a member, consider joining to gain access to our helpful study guides and transcripts, fun bonuses, and to support the work we do at Qloops. You can also support us by following us on Instagram or YouTube telling your friends who are learning English to check Qlips out, or by leaving us a five-star rating and a positive review on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back soon with another new episode, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. See ya.